This podcast covers subject matter that may not be suitable for all audiences, especially young children. So, Beauty Boat is a podcast that focuses on creating a safe space to have creative conversations about sexual health and healthy living. This is your host, Louisa Yates. Welcome. Today, on this episode of Beauty Boot, we have Drake Allman with us,、uh, who is currently living in Gujok,、uh, studying in Inukjok, and is from. Gaspesi. Is from Gaspesi, straight out of the hood. <laughs> so, Drake is、um, studying recreation, but.、Uh, He has been living in the north for the past two years and has a lot of experience、uh, with Nunavi Mute. And he knows a lot about what it takes to work in the north and work with youth. And he,、uh, he has a lot of experience、um, uh, working with different people. He's a very dynamic person, but I can only say so much. Drake, welcome to the show. Thank you. Can you introduce yourself?、Yeah. Hi, my name is Drake Allman. I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Drake, like the rapper, Almond, like the nut. I'm from the Gaspé Z. I moved to Montreal to further my education. That's where I met、uh, Inuit. And then I decided to travel to the far north just to see what an isolated meant. And I fell in love with the place and I've been here ever since. I'm a people person. I love working with the youth, being a, a role model and an activist. What kind of activist? Mental health, sexuality,、um, being who you are, being open and proud about who you are. Because I understand how when, you, when you're not open about who you are, you feel really tired, carrying all that weight and being so angry. So I try to be a role model and show people like, how happy I am and how people can be happy. And just to. Make good choices in life. We've heard a lot about your social aspect of being involved in the communities and working with youth, but can you get to tell us a little I mean, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself personally?、Um, I, have <clears throat> I have five brothers. I grew up in, my mother was a single parent.、Um, I studied at John Abbott College in social science. It wasn't for me. I wasn't in the right mindset. I dropped out. I graduated welding at Kadavik Ilisa Nilrinik. I'm super proud of that. The first certificate after high school.、Um, I love kids.、Uh, I'm so bad at like, describing myself. It's okay. I'm a goofball. I'm like a talkaholic. <laughs> You have really great blonde curly hair. Yeah, I have beautiful curly hair. I'm 5'10. A little chubby. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's, that's about me.、Uh, I'm gay. I'm proud to be gay. I came out when I was 18 years old, and it felt like it was the end of the world. <laughs> But now I own it, and I'm super comfortable in my own skin. And that's what I hope I can. Encourage the youth to realize to not be ashamed of it and to be proud of who they are and walk with pride and not walk with shame because it's a heavy burden to feel. So, 
When you say you came out when you were 18, who did you come out to? Um, I first... Um, well, it's hard to say. <laughs> I'm going to say it. But I was really angry at the world when I was a teenager. And I was just so mad. And everybody asked me, like, why are you mad? Why are you mad? And actually... I was cutting my wrists and one time I had I was wearing a long sweater and my family saw it and they pulled my sleeve up and then my mom was like crying like wondering like what did I do wrong like what's the matter like I don't know what I can do with you um, and then I told her I was like crying like crying my eyes out and I couldn't even say it I was like uh, <laughs> But uh, I was like, I'm gay. And my mom just thought I was in a stage. And in my head, I was like, mom, if it's a stage, it's the Broadway stage. No one wants to get off. <laughs> and about a year later, I was at Christmas time. And I was sitting there with my three brothers and my dad. And my brothers were like, Drake, why don't you get with this girl? Why don't you hook up with her? She's so hot. Like, why do you want to get with her? Like, what's wrong with you? Are you gay? And I just remember sitting at the end of the table, like across from my dad. And I was like, yeah, I am gay. And they're like, are you serious? Are you kidding? You're joking. And I was like, no, I'm gay. And it was, it was so hard to say, but it was a reliever. And my dad didn't even care. Like my dad was like, oh, it's okay. I thought I had two gay sons. But one of my brothers didn't stop talking to me. And now we just started talking at Christmas time. Just like, hi, how are you? <laughs> Where's mom? <laughs> But that's how I came out to my family. It takes a lot of courage. Yeah. It, yeah. It was hard. It's just everybody judging you. And even growing up, people would ask me if I was gay. And I'd be so angry. Like, I'm, I'm not queer. And I was that kid in high school that there was a gay kid. And he's like, you're gay. And I was like, like, F you, fag. Like, I'm not queer. Like, I'm not gay. Like, there's so much pressure, especially growing up in a family of five boys. Like, where they're all, like, manly men who are, like, mechanics, carpenters. And then there's, like, me, like, playing with dolls. <laughs> and just being gay in the North. For sure, definitely. Um, I find it very hard because up North, it's very traditional, very cultural. So like the men are hunters and providers and the women are gatherers and like seamstresses. So for me to connect with guys, it's kind of hard up North just because, um, you know, I'm not like I want to sew the parkas, you know, like I love, like I love sewing. Um, I'm learning how to bead that's what I like. So I find it hard to connect with guys, but that's anywhere in general, like down South. But I think the hardest challenges, like looking over my shoulder, like you never know who is gonna, like who might come at you. But I will say living here, like when I first moved here in 2016, I remember always looking over my shoulder. I remember being punched at the bar like I was just standing there and I got punched right in the face and like I stood up and the next day the guy came and apologized and it wasn't about me being gay like he was just going through something and like seeing me 
it like reminded him of like his what he was going through but after two years of living here and I do get like name called and people just like harassing me but like I said like I'm an active like I'm um, trying to be a role model for the youth so I walk tall and I'm not gonna let people belittle me um, but living here for two years I definitely feel comfortable now like I feel part of the community and that's one thing I love about living in the north is um, yes when you move here for sure people see you as different like a stranger um, and they're not too sure of who you are because a lot of people do come up north and leave but I've came up here and I really feel like I've been accepted into the community people like I see all little kids and like hi Drake hi Drake and I just want to be a role model for them like for when they grow up instead of being homophobic they'll be like wait no I knew Drake and he was a really nice guy like that's my goal like there's challenges everywhere in life but for me it's like you have to overcome them it's like anybody uh, anybody living up north we all have challenges and we're just overcoming them yeah but I would say it definitely was the um, harassment verbally and physically when I moved here but two years in like I feel like I'm part of the community and people have my back and I'm very respected in the community. So, yeah. I respect you. I respect you even for just having this conversation. It's like at the yeah. next level, so it's awesome. Uh -huh. And, you know, I like how you talked about how that guy was maybe going through his own thing and he, had, you know, you happened to be there and, you know, it was just wrong place at the wrong time scenario, which... You know, happens often, but it's really brave of you to have been able to level, overcome that because, you know, um, it's easy to hold a grudge and it's harder to let go of a grudge. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you and that man who was able to apologize to you the next day because that mm -hmm. takes a lot of courage to be able to do something like that. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about taboo things about being gay. So... A lot of times, people make assumptions like, oh, it was a choice. Or, oh, it's because uh, he was missing a father figure in his life. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, it's because his mom put a dress on him when he was five years old. Or, you know, it's, it's, people are fast to make assumptions and, mm -hmm. you know, guess why you're gay. So. Uh, I can't, I think it's funny like that's always my go-to question when people say I have a question to ask you and <laughs> there's actually one time I was so ready for the question like what made you gay but this girl looks at me and she says do you feel like a girl trapped in the wrong body and I just looked at her like what <laughs> I wasn't ready for that that's off topic but um people's go-to question is like is it a choice? Like, did you choose to be gay? And for me, it's like, why would I choose all this pain that comes along with being gay? Like, why would I choose all this hatred from other people just to be like, oh, I'm gay, you know? I definitely think I was born gay. Like Lady Gaga said, baby, I was born this way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think it was a choice. Um, I think when we develop our sexuality, when we're hitting puberty, we start to see people differently. And I've never looked at a girl and was physically attractive. Like they are very beautiful, but 
when I see my future, I don't see it with a woman. Like I see it with a man. And I think that's how, when I knew I was gay and I would say like, I don't know, 12 years old, I knew I was gay. Um, yeah, I think it's when you start hitting puberty and you figure out like what you like and what you don't like. And I was always attracted to guys. Yes, my, I, my mom raised me as a single parent, but my father was in my life. Like there's five straight brothers. So <laughs> that, that's not a correlation. Yeah. I like that. What other taboos do you face as a gay man? Big taboo. And I even know like on this podcast, if people are reading it, they're going to be like, oh my God, did he just say that? But pedophiles and being gay. Like I've actually been called a pedophile. People, I think people um, get a feeling like, that pedophilia and homosexuality is the same thing, but it's not like pedophilia is it's like pedophilia. It's nothing to do with an attraction. It's the power. It's the power with somebody. Uh, and I always like, I remember the first time, like, and I'm always super careful too. Like I'm like great with kids, but I always keep my space just because I know like if I was a straight male, People would be like, oh, look at him. Like, he's going to be such a great father. But sometimes I just like, I always like, I'm always feel like I'm under observation. Like up north, everybody knows how good I am with kids. Like I worked at the daycare. And I remember when I started at the daycare, there was one parent that would, the father would come and would not drop his son off with me and he would leave. And until a female educator came, he didn't feel comfortable with me being in the same room as his son. And I was like, what? Like, and I'd have to move rooms sometimes. Like they would move me rooms. And like, for me, I felt like, I felt like really like, you know, it doesn't make you feel good when people make those assumptions. But at the end of the year, he like came up to me and he was like, thank you so much. Like if you ever need a place to stay because they move, like your, our house is open to you. So I feel like that's my biggest challenge. People look at me and at first they think homosexuality is pedophilia. And I think also that's a big challenge I face in the North. And that's another stereotype I'd like to break. I'm all about breaking stereotypes. Like I don't think, like I think a lot of people think like gay gays are like homosexual <laughs> we are homosexuals <laughs> but like pedophiles so it's like no that's a misconception like gays are only girly like don't get me wrong like i'm very fashionable but i could like i'm super manly like my nickname in nook is Anu Tiao, and that means the manliest man there ever was <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's up north, like a misconception. Um, and I think those are the two main ones. And it's not fair. It's not fair to have people assume yeah. things of you before they even get to know you. I, for one, know that you were really great with children. And when you were working at the daycare, you were a very dedicated educator. Mm-hmm. And you were actually teaching the kids things and you were implementing different activities and programs and you know I'm happy that that man mm-hmm. was able to change his mind because I'm happy that that man was able to change his mind and see you as an educator so basically 
what you just explained to me in that little short example was that you were successful in changing somebody's mind. And another thing, too, is another taboo, like, when I hear about it, sometimes I feel like I hear taboos that being gay is something that can be learned, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about a family that has, like, two dads or two moms, you know, they think that the chances of their children or children who are exposed to that couple are going to be gay as well, which I think is something that is personally, and I never get personal, it's something that is totally full of baloney and full of shit. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's going to be people like you and other community members who are going to be living by example to show that that's really not a fact. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that too, like for me, it doesn't matter if you have a two male parents, two female, a male and female. Like, you're not born, like, you are born gay, so you're not like, oh, okay, I'm going to choose to be gay. And I think a lot of people are stressed over that. But as long as there's love in the household, mm -hmm. like, for me, that's all I look at. Like, why can't two men or two women be parents when they have so much love to give? And then just because you're straight, you can have, like, 10 kids and decide, oh, I'm not going to take care of them, but you're entitled to it, you know? So for me, I don't think there's correlation between same-sex parents and the outcome of being gay mm -hmm. i think it's just like i just think um i don't know but no i personally never experienced it but i think it's just love in families like they have a lot of love and you just need love growing up do you want children one day i do want kids like i want i came from a family of six so i want like four kids like i want kids like running around like running under my feet all the time like I was a busybody, and I love the aspect of a family like even here like I'm smiling like because I know I'll be such a great parent and I just I love it like I really want to be a parent like I want to make something grow like I can't make plants grow like they always die because like I forget about them but like you can't forget about a baby because they're like meh, meh, and you're like oh yeah yeah I have a kid but plants they're not talking to me and I'm like oh my god it's dead <laughs> I love it yeah but I definitely think I will be in the north for a long time like I moved up here I fell in love with it and then the community fell in love with me and I definitely think there's room to grow in recreation. Like it's so, there's so much potential in the region and recreation. And I'm already not graduating and I already see like sparks in every direction. I'm like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. We could do this. So I hope I'm here for a long time. And yeah. And could you work? So um, like I mentioned earlier before, we're going to be having a lot of listeners. Uh -huh. So we talked also about two different spectrums of people who are accepting and not accepting, who are gay and not gay, or who are even bisexual. We talked about we talked about everyone and what it's like to be gay. Do you have a message? specifically for other gay individuals who are struggling with their sexual orientation? And do you have a message for people who are struggling to accept other people's orientation? Um, for people having a hard time accepting other people's orientation, um, 
<laughs> I we don't all have to agree um but we have to respect each other like we may not like each other but you should still respect me um so that would be my message like I know I know as humans we don't agree with everything but at least respect everybody and for the people struggling that are gay like in the closet like make sure you buy lots of clothes while you're in there <laughs> no I'm joking but um come out when you're ready like don't feel forced don't feel pressured and and I know this is typical gay person saying this like I know when people told me this I was like this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard but it gets so much easier when you come out <laughs> You just feel like I know I know the weight on your shoulders, I know the anger, I know the pain you carry being in the closet and trying to be someone you're not. Uh sexuality is such a small aspect of your whole life that you shouldn't feel ashamed of it, it shouldn't change who you are. And yeah, just come out when you're ready and yeah, come out when you're ready and be confident don't feel pressured and love yourself um i'll end this on a motto a quote i live by we're here we're queer get used to it power to the people yeah. um i'll end this officially <laughs> with a question that i ask everyone Why interview? What's your favorite sexy song? My favorite sexy song? Yes. Um <laughs> Uh Sex with Me by Rihanna. Do you want to sing it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm realizing as the words are coming out of my mouth it might be a little bit so, dangerous, but let's no, do this straight. <laughs> Sex with me is amazing. Let's continue this discussion online on the Checkup Project Facebook page. This week, we want to know, how can we make our community safer for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer youth? Thanks for being with us. Pusevit is financed by the Nunavik Regional Board of Health and Social Services. Thanks to our host, Louisa Yates, and co-host, Anyuti Johnston, to Twin Flames and the Beatrice Dearband for the music. Audio Z and Derek Taguna for mixing and editing. 32 Mars for the production and Véronique Morin, Maxime Lamoureux and Isabelle Grignon-Franc from the public health team for content and coordination. Thanks to our special guest, Drake Almond. Mostly thanks to you, our listeners. Uh-huh.